Hello. Well, no. <laughs> show hasn't quite started yet. Right. What I wanted to say is, how's it going? Hey, girls. Hey. We are sitting Hello. around. Yep. It's all of us. It's Patrick. It's Rab. It's the final four, Matt Bachman. <laughs> He's all the four. Robert's also here. On his phone, as usual. <laughs> um, so for those of you paying more attention than Robert, yes. um, we wanted to talk to you about uh, something special that we have going on now. We have started a Patreon. Ooh la la. Hey, hey. But what is a Patreon? What is a Patreon? I'm glad you asked, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It sounds like patron, but, but like you're, you, you don't say it right. It's oh. absolutely funny that you should say that because it is like being a patron. You get to help us bring you more content, better quality sound, better uh, podcasts, period. You get to buy my liquor. (laughs) That too, yeah. It takes a fully stocked bar to keep Rob happy. I'm going to go so broke. (laughs) Help him. Help him. Help her. She needs it. Help him help you to have a better podcast. (laughs) I'm going to just go ahead and say, please, go to our Patreon site, make a donation, and be our friend. You'll get some fun rewards. Yes. Each tier has its own special uh, surprise. We'll give you, like, secret bonuses, some backstage nonsense. I might send you a (laughs) (laughs) D-pick. Patrick, how can you get to the Patreon? I, I'm afraid to tell people now because they might get a D-pick. <laughs> the, they're getting a D-pick whether they go to Patreon or not. And where, and give them the site, Rob. Girl, <laughs> you need to look up the clink tank when you're on Patreon. Cool. So do that. <laughs> right away. Get us help. Bye. I need money. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the clink tank. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, 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 clink. So... Uh, this is part two. Part two. <laughs> part two of, uh, oh, since Matt, since you did the concoction of the week, t- what was the name of what we're drinking? It's called the Bachman Slide. The Bachman Slide. Which we will continue to accidentally call the Box Slide. Box Slide. <laughs> Not so much an accident. I uh, like the idea of box sliding. So what this it's is. Box <laughs> <laughs> Every day of my life, it's box sliding. When, 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 I, when I, you know, when I type it up, it's going to be a box. <laughs> I just want you to know. Or maybe, maybe, maybe one episode will be the Bachman slide, and one episode will be the box slide. Okay. okay. <laughs> Two episodes with my name in it. I'm okay with that. Or we might be actually. Yeah. So what this is is we had an episode that uh, was, you know, just so packed full of goodness that we didn't want to deprive you of any of it. So we split it into two. Yay! <laughs> and this is part two. So we're gonna pick up where we left off from last time and take it away quick day enjoy and we're back and we're back alright oh yeah. wow and so Robert just gave us that two minute breakdown and then beat a hasty retreat yes <laughs> so now we are going to tear him apart <laughs> <laughs> oh dang alright uh, this is called truly punching down <laughs> no, no, no. I have to say I loved his two, that two minutes. Two minute great. cyborg was yeah, uh, yeah. that w- I I think we're gonna have to maybe try to do that. That cannot be a one time only <laughs> no, type of no, thing. No. That is gonna happen. But I saw I saw Cyborg years yeah, ago. Yeah. And because I I used to have a very um a, a deep 
affection for J- JVD, for Jean-Claude John, John Van Damme. I, you know, he was one of those um, guilty pleasure watches because, mm-hmm. you know, that thick accent, the muscles from Brussels. Yep, and, yep. and so the movies were never fantastic, but they were like car wrecks. You couldn't take your eyes off of them. And yeah. Cyborg was no... Exception. No, <laughs> I, I I vaguely remember the splits. I remember the boot knife. Uh, <laughs> I remember the bad guy just being the bad guy. You yeah. know, but in, in some and in some world, I I think with Robert that martial all martial arts are, is kicking. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're, yeah. There are no punches. It's just, just kicking, and uh, and he didn't get enough of that apparently. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I have actually never seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, wow. So the only thing I've ever seen, because he is known as the worst host of Saturday Night Live, oh. I watched his episode, and it, that lives up. Wow. As the worst even even like with other people who will not be invited back for reasons? <laughs> He's one of them. Okay. He's one no. of the people who won't. Well, I, but knowing you, you, you do know his Friends episode. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I would watch that movie that they're filming. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was outbreak. It, it, was, it was some kind of yeah. It was an outbreak thing. Uh, you know, I want to say actually, uh, weirdly, in his defense, uh, Time Cop, not bad. Time not bad. Not, not bad. Um, and JCVD. Yeah, I heard that's good. Is actually really good, and he's got this monologue in the middle of it mm-hmm. that's like. I'm not sure where or when he learned to act, <laughs> but he did, and he does it well. Really? Yeah. yeah no, I mean, there. I, yes, there are uh, movies that he has done that are more watchable. Yeah. Than others, and yeah, he did. I mean, he has. He does definitely have moments uh, where you're like, okay, where's this guy? Where, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to say that a, a great guilty pleasure watch. Uh, I think it was because it was on TBS every Saturday for about three years. Was uh, Bloodsport? I was just about to say yeah, Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloodsport with, I, and I just want to point this out: Kumate, Kumate, a a fifty-year-old Bolo Young. Yes. in that movie. If you've ever seen that movie, Bolo Young's the main bad guy. He is. 50 years old, he is built like a brick wall, and he looks maybe 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, um, and a very, uh, uh, imposing figure. Oh, yeah. Just, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you would not want to run up against him ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, and I, I can't believe you haven't seen Street Fighter. Mm. Uh, terrible I, okay. movie. Okay, I think if I have movie. seen Street Fighter. Good, yeah. but, but good, I don't terrible. Remember. I don't really? remember. I think so. No, I didn't even. I I just, I watched Street Fighter and I was just like, I cannot. This is this See, is I get Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat mixed up. As you would. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, sad note, Raul Julia's, like, last film. I, I think he had, there was, really? a, there was a made-for-TV movie that came out afterwards. Really? But yeah, I'm like, like, oh, Raul. Theater? For that to be your last. See, I remember him as Gomez. Yeah, no, no. But he is doing, in Street Fighter, Raul Julia is just chewing scenery like he has two, nobody's business. Somebody gave him a script and his response was to order scenery with a side of scenery. <laughs> <laughs> True. That yeah. is not denying that at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so no cyborg is. 
I, I if I were going to say, and I it's hard for me, yeah it's hard for me to say because I haven't seen it in so long whether or not it'd be a guilty pleasure watch. Um, I don't know. I recall thinking that it was pretty boring. Okay. Yeah. Like just there were big big stretches of nothing. Right. And because he's not here to necessarily defend or uh, uphold, I remember Robert, even before we started recording and possibly on the Deja Vu episode, yeah. <laughs> him having such a visceral oh. response to this movie. Oh, yeah. He, he thoroughly hated it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it possibly deserves that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so. I will say that's a safe assumption for uh, not to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can skip Cyborg. Um, so, Seth, do you have a what you watching? Um, yeah, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, right so now. hold on. Yeah, because I want to try this gauntlet again. Okay, okay. I want to put twenty two minutes on the clock. Twenty two minutes? No, two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Just two. Twenty two <laughs> minutes. Two the minutes. length of a Brooklyn Nine Nine episode. <laughs> it may be the box slides. <laughs> okay. You know, Bachman sli- the Bachman slide. The Bachman slides. Uh, because uh, Gary has been. Johnny on the spot with refilling, so I don't know how many I've had. <laughs> I believe this is number three. There we go. Yes. <laughs> but uh, on a Sunday morning, it's, it's yeah, getting, it's getting yeah. there. It's, 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 it's working for me. <laughs> so two minutes on the clock. Now, you're not going to have the um, advantage that Robert had with being able to see his clock. Right. So uh, we're going to just, you know, Gary will give us the one minute, 30 second. Ten second. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, when you're ready, and this will be what this is is your like summation summary, yeah. not necessarily. You know, you can throw in uh, some how you fells, but yeah. but kind of let us know what Brooklyn Nine Nine is. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Gary, give us a go. Okay, so Brooklyn Nine Nine is a workplace comedy about uh, a a the 99th pre- uh, precinct in Brooklyn. Um, it's basically a bunch of cops who are all presented, well, not all, but most of them are presented as being good at their jobs. Uh, the two who are not serve the same function as, uh, uh, Jerry from Parks and Rec, essentially, that's what they're for. But it's also like, they've been on the force for 30 years and they're going to retire soon and nobody really cares anyway. But, um, it's a lovely show. Uh, there are, in fact, one of the main characters is queer, um, Captain Ray Holt, played to perfection by Andre Brower. I could spend most of the rest of this two minutes talking about how fucking good he is on this show, but what I urge you to do is to go watch uh, a number of episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, the sort of de facto main character is uh, Andy Samberg's character, Jake Peralta, but honestly, he is definitely not the best thing about the show. Uh, Joe Lutrulio's Charles Boyle is one of my favorites. Uh, Terry Crews. I don't remember his character's name. I just think of him as Terry Crews all the time. His name's Terry. His, his Terry. name's Terry. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, he is... Um, he is so good on that show. It's it's to the point where I don't I'm not sure that we deserve Terry Crews, but uh, <laughs> as long as we have him, I'm going to to cling tightly to the notion of Terry Crews. Uh, but it's it's about these cops and about their personalities clashing, um, and 
sort of molding to each other. There is a sort of a, there's supposed to be sort of this big clash between Jake Peralta and Captain Ray Holt. And what it really is, is two people who actually deep down have respect for each other and are treating each other as rivals. Uh, watch the first Seven, two Halloween episodes. Nine, they are great. Eight. And Seven, I'm just going to say the show's great, 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 five. great, 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 <laughs> great, 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 great. So great. So great. Yes. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was the um, Lucy from Charlie Brown writes her book report ending, <laughs> where I just say very 24. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome. Great yeah. job. I, I love how the, the contrast between you and Robert, you're so, very so calm. So calm. Oh. It's like, oh, two minutes. Uh, I won't need the last minute. No, um, and but and I absolutely agree. Brooklyn Nine Nine is it's my one of my favorite shows. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad that I they're done. No, they got what they They, did. They 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 got got picked up by CBS, by NBC. NBC. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact about them is NBC turned down the show first. Mm -hmm. They said Andy Samberg, we don't care about you. Get out of here. Fox picked it up, ran it, Fox canceled it. Then NBC was like, you know what? We kind of want you back. It's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, yeah, they picked it up. They, uh, big mistake on NBC's part, not grabbing it from yeah. the beginning, but good on them for grabbing it when they could. Yeah. 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 I do want to say that I think I actually had the advantage over Robert in that because there was no way I could get through plot, right? So I just, once I threw plot out the window and just yeah. talked oh, about yeah. how I felt about the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's actually two queer characters. One yeah. comes out. Oh, later that's right! In I forgot that Diaz. Spoiler! Yeah, no, 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 I did. That she is also one of my uh, Diaz I, is one awesome. of my favorites. Uh, Just such a. It, it's by the way, you have these two stone-faced characters who are stone-faced in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is a hell of a thing to pull off, and they do it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. a reoccurring. Uh, character that I hope they pull back um, was uh, Jason Manzoukas. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, he's my favorite. <laughs> Put him in anything, I oh. watch it. He is, a, Zooks. He yes. is the opposite of Stoneface. <laughs> and, and exactly, and is, a, is able to pull off um, psychotic. Yes, very well. Very nice. well, and very, like, it's completely over the top, and I think anybody else doing it would be just like, come yeah. on, what are you playing at, man? Yeah. But it is just, him, I'm like, I, I can't get enough. I, ha- I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I look forward to uh, he's it. Uh, he's a good addition. Yeah. Um, by the way, have you heard Stephanie Beatriz, who's the actress who plays Rosa Diaz, uh, outside Brooklyn Nine-Nine at all? She's yes. completely different. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she is bubbly. Yeah. She is <laughs> effervescent. And, and well, yeah. it, the, and she also uh, plays um, on... Modern Family. Oh, she I didn't is, know. That yeah, she's uh, Sofia Vergara's sister. Okay, and that character is again completely opposite of Diaz in that she's very shy, quiet, yeah. and uh, unassuming. Like yeah. she's the as if she, <laughs> she who is beautiful yeah. is the ugly the sister. Ugly sister. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where she's just you know in. Sophia Vergara's shadow. Yeah. But, um, and again, it's, she does an amazing job at that too. So I would love to see even more of her. I think she, there's, I think she's really probably just an amazing character actress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. 
Uh, but everybody on that show is kind of the tits. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so good. The, the, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Peretti. Oh, yeah, Chelsea oh, Peretti. Chelsea Peretti. Oh, Chelsea Peretti. Um, <laughs> oh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, no, Chelsea Peretti. I've, uh, I've had a crush on Chelsea Peretti oh, for, for a while. And uh, then I, I understand that a few years ago she married Jordan Peele. And I'm like, well... <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, you yeah. know that? No. Have and they have a, they have a baby. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She, well, she yeah. was like pregnant forever. Yeah. On, well, you're not to that point. Do, yet. But did they actually show her as being pregnant? Yes. Okay. They work it into a story. Line, that's but. good because there's. Um, I, we just watched. Uh, Allison and I saw Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. and uh, they went to great lengths to hide. Um, Judy Greer? No. no. Uh, Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly's oh, pregnant. Yeah, Allison, like, oh, yeah, she's totally pregnant. Oh. She's totally pregnant. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't, yeah, I yeah. didn't even know. Um, but it's funny. I didn't notice it. I do remember thinking, because there was a point, I do remember thinking, like, oh, her, her face looks fuller. Yeah. And I think that was the, and it was yeah. only in past, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, my God. It was just like, right. oh, she, and, and you know, because it's been a couple of years since yeah. the other, I was like, she's not changed much, but yeah, not mm-hmm. a little fuller. So that explains yeah. it. She was pregnant. Yeah. Whereas Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. Is, oh my God. Yeah. She is one of those, like certain women, I lived next door <laughs> to, uh, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends' mother, I, you know, went over to their house to like, Get something. I rang the doorbell, and she walked up carrying a baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, I'm a pretty baby. Whose is that?" She's like, "It's mine. Uh. I just had it." I was like, "You were pregnant." <laughs> 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 Some women show nothing. Chelsea Peretti showed it showed yeah. everywhere to the point of like, um, she was gone mm-hmm. from a number of episodes. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and I you know, but. Yeah, so it's it's amazing, birth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was also, I was actually kind of thinking uh, about this, just the contrast because if you're on a series, the writers have two options, which is hide it or write it into the plot line. And I want to say that I, I for a while I was a fan of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, that is something we can also talk about <laughs> if anybody wants to, uh, but. Kobe Smulders was pregnant, and it was just every shot was behind the couch, yeah. or yeah, like they did a lousy job of hiding. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, I think um, I want to say that oh gosh, what's I'm trying to I'm blanking on her name, but she's the one that uh, Peralta. She's Peralta's love oh, Amy's. Amy. Yeah. Amy, I don't know her real name. I want to say I'm. Yeah, she was pregnant. She was pregnant. Oh too. yeah, but they, okay. it was not written into. It was this. not written. Okay. So, so there was a point where she goes to prison. So she's in yeah, a bit. She's yeah, in an orange jumpsuit for yeah. a number of episodes, and she they did the thing with her purse. Her briefcase got bigger and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that they they hit it pretty. I, I they hit it pretty well. Yeah. But I think it was also very tongue in cheek how they were hiding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Matt. Uh, you have a watch watch. I have my watch my watch in. I think I can do it in two minutes. Okay. Or less. Uh, and I'll get the minute mark as well. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> We're going to set the clock. Set the clock. I'm ready. I think this is going to be most difficult for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
good? I'm good. I'm ready to go. Okay, and you. So I changed up my my what you're watching. I watched last night a movie I'd like to call Paddington Two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you might ask why you know someone my age uh, would want to watch Paddington Two. Never. The reason why is uh, it was the only movie that was scored 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is known as the best reviewed movie that's ever been made. Um, I will say I disagree with that statement. Uh, it was a charming movie. Uh, so I, don't, I can't really tell you the plot because I didn't really understand it. And it was very simple. I think Paddington was trying to get a birthday present for his aunt. And it was supposed to be this picture book. But the picture book was a had like a map to some treasure. So there was a character played by Hugh Grant who wanted that uh, book to get the treasure. He played this over-the-top actor, kind of like Count Olaf. He was the best part of the movie. Anyway, Paddington gets... I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm talking Paddington as a real person, but Paddington... <laughs> Paddington you gets, watched it. Paddington gets framed for, for the theft. So he goes to prison, and he uh, basically just livens up prison. The, he changes the the prison guard or the prison outfits to pink because there was a red sock in the laundry, um, and then he, the prisoners were eating all gruel, um, and he said, "No, I have something better. We're gonna make marmalade sandwiches." <laughs> so we made marmalade sandwiches, and everyone started loving Paddington. Um, I will give this a three box stars because it was okay. Um, it was shot well. I had very dry British humor, and the cast was amazing, besides Paddington. Um, no. It had Hugh Grant, it had Sally Hawkins, it had Jim Broadbent, it had, uh, let's five, see, who else? Four. I don't know, I just really, really, two, really liked one. it. I did not like it. That's hard. Especially when the countdown happens. So yeah, that was my movie. Paddington, Paddington 2. two. <laughs> Uh, unexpected. Unexpected. I don't. I have. I have I, you seen it? No. no. I have not, nor have I seen Paddington One. That's a Did big you? ditto I have for not me. Seen Paddington One, because no. that wasn't a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh right. Well, yes, of course. But I, well, I only only ninety five <laughs> or above on Rotten Tomatoes for me. Now what, wait a minute. Now my question is, what did Black Panther get on Rotten Tomatoes? That was like a ninety eight. I think it was, but they had to. I think. They had to go through and screen because there were a lot of reviews that were negative uh, for reasons. For reasons. Uh, and the reasons are racism. Of course. Uh. Yeah. What kind of racist are you? <laughs> Black Panther was miles ahead of Pan Paddington 2. No. Paddington 2 was just so like... So it was just a so, child's movie. Well, yeah. Some could argue, Patrick. Some could argue that it, as a comic book movie, that comic book movies are aimed at the younger audience. You not shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will do well, that. Well, some are no. Yeah. And and it's funny. Thank like you. in mentioning, um, I was just talking about this the other day that I think that Marvel is trying to keep Ant Man. Kind of towards a younger audience. Yeah, yes. that would that would make sense. And um, well, it would make sense. Have you seen Ant Man and the Wasp? Yes. Okay. So yeah, so they do tie it into larger Marvel continuity. Right. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, but yeah. and um, and it, it, I think I read somewhere that for the next Ant Man, they're advancing the daughter's age. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So. 
Yeah, because yeah. Cassie, Cassie Lang, I think, was in The Young... She's older in the comic books anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but I think she was in The Young Avengers uh, for a bit. If the, I don't know whether that comic is still continuing, but uh, huh. she, I believe she was a, a charter member of The Young Avengers. Um, well, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I have no idea where to go with Paddington, too. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I think there's stymied. only one way to go, and that's to Paddington Station. <laughs> well, did you guys read Paddington as a kid? Oh, yeah. I never. Oh, I, did, I did not. Yeah. I did not. I did either. not. I was a Berenstain's Bear guy. Me, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. now, they make a Patrick, Bear movie. I need oh, to too. ask a question. Berenstain or Berenstain? I always said Berenstain. I always said Bernstein. You, you, you don't. Do you know about this? Uh-uh. No. Oh, there's this huge conspiracy theory started by people who I believe were on mind-altering substances mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're actually in an alternate reality because they remember it as Berenstein, but now when they go to look at the titles, it's Berenstein. Uh-huh. So there's like, why is it, but why, but it was this when we, and now it's, but why, but <laughs> what happened, where is everything? It's, uh, if, if you have some time, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what you want to do with it, you could just look that up on the internet and spend, uh, well, I would say rabbit hole, but that's not so appropriate, but you could spend hours in a bear's den of conspiracy <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> I spent hours in a bear's den, but it was different. Hello. No, I have it. I have it. I uh, that's. I was gonna say that's the bear's den Dupont Circle. And... Um. So, did they change the spelling, or is the, it the the argument seems to be is that there are two spellings, and some books have one, and some books have the other, but we can't figure out why the spelling changed, and rather than just say, oh well. The spelling changed, or someone was, you know, made a mistake for twenty books or whatever. They're like parallel universe, we're alternate reality. Berenstain, Berenstein, and it's not just a regional thing. Because, <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to, as a child, yeah. this is, um, I, don't know where, the pronunciation that I learned necessarily came from. I want to say right. that we were read the books in like uh nursery school yeah and that's what i heard the 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 teacher ref- call it yeah and so there was always berenstain yeah mm-hmm. um huh. wow <laughs> anti-semitism <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe who knows who knows uh, but yeah no i paddington did not make it into i Curious George mm-hmm. uh, was what I grew up on. Oh God, loved Curious George. I think Paddington was more British. Yeah, you know? I think they were more like the movie. It's very yeah. oh, British, yes. like Stuart Little. Like Stuart Little. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Stuart Little was British. He was from New York. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know what I'm doing. Because Dr. House played yes, the father, right. and oh, yeah. I think that is when I learned that he was British, when I saw an interview. Oh, you where, didn't know Hugh Laurie was British? No. Oh. Not, well, not at that time. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's when I learned, yeah. because uh, they, I saw him, I think it was on like E or something, doing talking about Stuart Little, and I was like, oh, that dude has a thick English accent. Yeah. <laughs> he hides it well. Yeah. Uh, I would then suggest, if you've got the time, Black Adder. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I have yeah. since watched uh, 
Fry and Laurie. Oh man, a uh, bit of Black Fry Adder. and Laurie. Yeah. Is, <laughs> no. yeah. No, he I uh, also that, reviewed on is, Sketch Nerds. Just which, <laughs> which was what was mind blowing after uh House. Like yeah. just seeing how that and not surprising, I mean, because he's an amazing actor. Yeah. But just how his comedic timing and just and beep. Do you see him on beep? Yeah, he is the best on beep. Oh, oh <laughs> did you know that he wrote a book? I did not. Yes, uh, Hugh Laurie wrote a novel called The Gunseller, hmm. uh, which is sort of a possibly a what you're reading sometimes. What <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a good it's a good light read. It's a good beach read. Uh-huh. Um, and it's actually it's a it's a it's a fun novel. Awesome. So, yeah, I I would be interested in reading that. All right. Um, <laughs> I, okay. I may, believe I still have a copy, so if you want to borrow that, let me know. Uh, you, with, <laughs> yes. um, when we, when uh, Seth and I were roommates, yes, and when I moved in, um, he, he was one of the few people when you say they have a library, <laughs> this library ran throughout the house and we had like a three floor townhouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there were the bulk of the books were in the basement where I where I lived. Uh, there was I think there were a f- one, two, three bookshelves in the main room, like up against one of the walls. Yep. Uh, and then there was a room upstairs that had the remainder of them that we also ended up using as storage because yes. nobody you couldn't fit in there but so it was it was interesting because like Patrick had all his stuff neatly arranged in the middle of the room <laughs> so you could walk the perimeter where my books were and walk around Patrick's stuff I <laughs> love Tetris <laughs> <laughs> and it was like living in Tetris so that was like you know a yeah. bonus added value yeah <laughs> it, uh, but uh, yeah and that uh, that library has not decreased <laughs> Wow, yeah, I know yeah. Allison must love it. Well, <laughs> that's one of the reasons that we have the house that we do is because it has a basement, and in that basement are all of the books. Yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, yeah. a little pivot, I know your wife, Allison. You know Allison? I know okay. Allison. Uh-oh, dun-dun-dun. Because um, <laughs> yesterday when I was leaving, I was talking to Sarah. I was like, I was like, I know Seth from somewhere. I have no idea where I know him. Um, so I did a little light stalking on Facebook. That's right. As you I, do. And I, as you do. And I saw your um, your profile photo. Has yeah. You and Allison. Yeah. So Allison and I did a show together. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to say um, 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was before you met. So I right. don't know you from there. No. I still don't know where I know you from. Yeah. Just um, maybe, maybe just Facebook. Are you Facebook friends with her? Well, I am Facebook friends. Okay. So maybe yeah. I've seen you through photos yeah. there. Um, but we did a, a musical called Debbie Does Dallas, the musical. <laughs> she was in that? She was a cheerleader. Uh, she really enjoys that musical. She oh, has yeah? talked about it a few times. It was times. a very yes. fun musical, and I played her jock boyfriend in that show. So it's so weird how this like circle of like the circle, uh, circle of friends, yeah. circle of clink, <laughs> the circle of clink, but yeah, and she's such a talented actress. Oh too. yeah, she's oh she's very, very uh, also she's also a very very talented singer. Yeah, she's uh, a very yeah. good singer too. So just a little sidetrack. Okay, so yeah. if we can get two minutes on the clock, two minutes on you. All right, I am going to fail at this. Right. <laughs> it's hard. I'm even going to just so no one thinks I'm cheating. I am going to close Closing the laptop. The laptop. And uh, the the what I'm watching is a show called Claws. 
And so as soon as Gary lets me know, I will <laughs> attempt to do this. You can do it. So bad. <laughs> I am not concise. <laughs> okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Go. Claws is a show on uh, TNT. It's in its second season. It stars Niecy Nash of Reno 911 Faith. And uh, it is about a group of nail artisans in a small kind of uh, strip mall in Florida. And they are... Um, Washing, laundering money for the mob, which is a southern mob, which is run by, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the Hank, uh, Hank yeah. on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, and he is the head of a southern mob uh, <laughs> that is kind of lording over and controlling uh, Niecy Nash's life as she strives to break free of this mob life and move into a bigger, grander nail shop on the other side of town where she will be no longer involved with the mob at all, but just doing uh, nail art for a posh... <laughs> oh my God, how is it one minute already? Uh, <laughs> for a posh group of ladies, you know, living the good life and, and making our lives better for her and her crew of girls who are also nail artisans. And they're just like savants because they do these like amazing, like very cumbersome nails that I would think they would get in the way of anyone doing anything but that's okay because that's not about the show. The show is more about this life that Nisi Nash wants and she is unable to attain because the mob keeps getting in her way and her boyfriend, who, shit, who uh, <laughs> is part of the mob and kind of got her into that life just keeps, you know, she wants out. They keep pulling her back in. So um, it also stars the woman who was also on True Blood. She was the redhead kind of racist, but she's in there playing uh, one of the girls and there it's just a fun show full of intrigue and drama and suspense and they just do it all in a wonderful way and Nisi Nash is playing a role she's never played before but she's doing a great job and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just did your workout for the day I did I was tired but no it's a great show um, they are like I said in their second season and I think they the first season was a short season um mm -hmm. I think they were a mid-season replacement. Yeah. But no, it's 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 great. And um, like I said, I'm most impressed with Nathan Nash, who is, you know, uh, you know her from nine, Reno 911. And yeah. she kind of, anytime you would see her in other things, she was still playing that same sort of uh, sassy, brash role that yeah. a lot of black women are, you know. Typecast. Typecast yeah. as. Yeah. And so this, she's still sassy, but... And I hate using the word sassy because that's yeah. code. Well, yeah, it's actually, it's weird now that you mentioned it. It's it's code for a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's kind of no other word to describe yeah. her. She is freaking sassy. Yeah. But she's also showing her drama chops. Mm -hmm. And she is shining. Yeah. Um, and it was one that I, you know, just happened upon. And I'm glad I did because I, you know, TNT is kind of knocking out some really interesting mm -hmm. shows. Um, I think another one I, what I'm watching I did was a TNT show, uh, Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And this, again, just <laughs> loving it. Did you ever see Scream Queens? 
Yes. Um, she was my favorite part. Her mm. and uh, Chad Rockwell. Yeah, but again... You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Uh, but, but again, in Scream Queens, yeah, she is that, you know, that very kind of loud, kind of yeah. in-your-face character. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is more subtle. And, and just... She's doing a fantastic job. Uh, but yeah, I like I I enjoyed Scream Queens too. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of just wrote themselves into a corner. They did. The first season was amazing. The yeah. second season was a little rough. Mm-hmm. But no, that's what I'm watching. Uh, Claws. <laughs> and I, I do believe that's going to have to be an ongoing thing. The, oh, the yeah. Two I, thing I, the, 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 the two minute what you're watching, I think, is. And we have yeah. to see how better we get as yeah. we go. Uh, yeah, because it is. Um, and I think next time we'll up the ante, uh, or and you're able to throw comments. The person trying to do it. As we get more comfortable, yeah, yeah. throw comments. Yeah, like, just, just, you know, make it, yeah, physical challenge. <laughs> uh, so um, at this time, I. Do you want to do a what you reading? Do we have time to do a what you reading? We have time. Okay. <laughs> I'm, you know, yeah. yeah. We, can, we can, we give can. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. <laughs> we gave them the Emmy synopsis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The that. Emmys got, <laughs> Netflix got a lot of Emmys. <laughs> Done. Yeah. 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 Ain't that something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do... I'll, I will start with our guest because okay. I know for a damn fact he's got a what you're reading because this man reads everything. I, I do. I do, in fact, have a what you're reading. A voracious uh, reader. My, uh, my what you're reading is it's a little bit weird because I am reading the second book of a series. Haven't quite started the second book yet. Just got it the other day. Um, but it's called uh, Deep Roots. Okay. Uh, the first one was called Winter Tide. They're both by a local author, Ruthanna Emery's. And she's doing Lovecraftian fiction, but the main character of both of these books is a deep one from Innsmouth, mm-hmm. and in this version of the continuity, if anyone's ever read The Shadow over Innsmouth, uh, there, it ends with an FBI raid on the town of Innsmouth, and in this version of the FBI raid, all of the people from Innsmouth get put in concentration camps. Ooh. The years, I was just gonna say, yeah. is she any less racist than H.P. Oh no, this at? is this is this is the best part, okay. right? Because they're put, uh, they're put in internment camps. Sorry, concentration camps has a different connotation. So internment camps, it's 1928. So they are there. Most of them die because they're not near the water. They're not allowed to. They you know they go through a change from being human to being full deep one. You know, go go look it up if you don't know. <laughs> um, and. She and her brother are essentially adopted by a Japanese family as the Japanese folks are being moved into internment camps because of World War II. So the story starts, I think, in 1948, where this is all over. But um, it, it's it's just a really... The, the, the premise is that, yeah, they're fish people and they worship ancient gods, but they just kind of want to be left alone to worship <laughs> their ancient gods. Like, they're not actively trying to bring around the end of the world mm-hmm. um and there's actually there's a a, a novella which I, I don't remember i don't remember the name of it but it's it's quite good that sort of is a prequel actually no prequel's the wrong word ruthanna emery's wrote it and thought that was the end of the story and people said no 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 you can keep writing but one of the things one of the things she really does well is ties in the lovecraftian mythos to this new version and we're told in that that the reason that 
the U.S. government did to the Deep Ones what it did is because they ran into a, a, a very bad cult down in Louisiana, which is part of the story Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. And that interaction with that cult framed their policy towards any of these cults in the future. So they're like, oh, these people are actually, you know, demon worshippers and they're killing a bunch of people in human sacrifice. So if we find these people, we got to do something with them. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, the plot of Wintertide is there. Uh, the FBI is scared that Russians might have gotten a hold of uh, essentially spells that allow them to transfer mind transfer. So they're worried about the spying possibilities of that. This is based on the story, the thing on the doorstep. Uh, and the main character is sent back to Miskatonic to try to find out if anyone has that mind control, you know, that mind control ability. Um, except that that turns out to be a red herring. And really the main thrust of the plot is dealing with the other group of FBI people who have a, a, a sort of brash American philosophy on how to deal with this stuff, which is, uh, we don't trust you, you're not entirely human, uh, but we know how to do spells and everything's going to turn out all right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I strongly recommend Wintertide. I cannot wait to start reading Deep Root. Okay, so give the, the title and the author again. Uh, it's Ruthanna Emery's Wintertide's the first one. Deep Roots is the second one. Deep Roots, by the way, just came out last week. July 10th is when it uh, was uh, released. And I believe the series name is The Innsmouth Legacy. Okay, we'll be throwing that up on our Twitter. Because uh, it sounds really interesting. I mean, it's in me evoking... A little bit of that uh, Shape of Water kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, feel. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely would be checking that out. Yeah. Matt, do you I have, do a have what, what you're reading? Oh, okay. I don't read very often. I don't do the reading. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul was a get it. Sarah Leakis? That's a callback. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> the world will know Sarah Leakis someday. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. I, I tend to go towards the nonfiction books, mm-hmm. um, and I tend to go more to the co- comic books, or not comic books, but the... Com- uh, graphic comedic, novels? Not graphic novels, um, comedians who write books. Okay. So mm-hmm. I like the Tina Fey book, right. mm-hmm. and um, the Amy Poehler book, and yeah. the Zizan Zari book. So the one I'm reading now is by Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. called The Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo. Okay. It's just a bunch of essays. <laughs> it's a great title. Yeah. It's a bunch of essays about her life and her... I'm only a few chapters in, but one of them was her one and only one night stand. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, actually. She's only had one. Yeah, that's from that, her that's, comedy. It would, seems, yeah, exactly. Okay. She talks about that. She's yeah. like, she has this perception. Her persona is that she's like this person who sleeps around a lot, but she's only had well when this book was written. Yeah, she's only had one uh, one night stand. Um, and another fun fact: I went to college with Amy Schumer. Oh wow! Uh, so we both went to Towson University. Um, I never did a show with her, but I auditioned with her. Um, <laughs> at the time, I didn't know she was going to be Amy Schumer. Right. She was just a normal person. Like, yeah. She was just like, she was very funny. She was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, she probably had no idea who I was. <laughs> and, I, and, and if she was not famous, I probably would not remember her. Um, but um, also a very talented dramatic actress. She did a drama at Towson. So good. But there's some, uh, some little tidbits of her college life mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i know who she's talking about <laughs> she was more she was closer friends to my girl my college girlfriend yeah and that's how 
that's how I kind of knew her through that way. But yeah, yeah. so I, I recommend it. So far, so good. And again, give the title in the outfit. It's there. Amy Schumer, the girl with the lower back tattoo. And once again, we'll be throwing that up on our Twitter page. Uh, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the Clink Tank. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, all of them. Everything. Get up on that. <laughs> um, I don't have a what you're reading uh, right now. I didn't know. I didn't understand <laughs> the assignment. <laughs> but you could, I, I, I do read. I read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what was the last thing that you read? Yeah. Oh, geez. I, I let myself into that one, didn't I? Um, what favorite book you ever read? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, God. Um, through the haze of box slides, I'm going to... <laughs> The uh, Bachman slide. The, the Bachman slide. I like box slide better. <laughs> All right, I'll take a box slide. Well, I'm afraid you're box sliding right now. I <laughs> ah, well played. So yeah. Well played. Um, I <laughs> I have a bad habit of getting books and starting them and then Stop setting it. them aside. <laughs> um, and I had challenged myself to uh, I wanted to you know be more of a you know, literary. And so I picked up The Infinite Jest. Mm. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big mistake. I, Huge. Because this book is enormous. I will go on record as saying that I quite enjoy The Infinite Jest, uh-huh. but it was a book that I had to read about 20 pages a day. Yeah. And and, and, and then And that's down. where I am, or yeah. where I was, um, as of two months ago. <laughs> I started it, and I... Um, like you said, I just it, I would come home after work and deal with the dogs and get myself ready and make dinner and and, and uh, get ready for the next day and then finally watch my TV and then finally as I'm settling down I was like okay this would be a good way for me to kind of just ease into uh, <laughs> into bed and I would pull this book over and just start reading and like you said I get maybe fifteen. 20 pages and just be like <laughs> out. And so I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm not far enough to really talk about it. Right. I feel so, but that's where I am. I'm trudging through the infinite chest and I suggest that, you know, others pick it up. Cause like I said, I, I, I just want to be able to, I'm going to, and I'm going to just, if I had a vacation where I could go take this book and just sit and read and enjoy, I'd make bigger strides, but I don't have that in my life right now. But you do, <laughs> you do enjoy it. I do. I okay. do. I very much enjoy it. Um, uh, <laughs> David Foster Wallace. David oh, Foster, yeah, David Foster, Foster Wallace, Wallace is, yeah. the, <laughs> okay, is yeah. the, the gentleman oh, who wrote like, Infinite Jest. Yes, and the author <laughs> Infinite Jest. David Foster Wallace. Uh, that also will be up on the, <laughs> on the Twitter. Um, really, put, you know, if you'll enjoy the show and enjoy listening, please support us by, you know, uh, giving us a rate and review and subscribe on uh, iTunes and share episodes with your friends. Say, hey, you you like hearing some from from some friends you don't know, yeah. <laughs> but you want yeah. to know. That you want to get to know. Yeah. Share an episode. But might I suggest Shambucho or <laughs> this one? Because <laughs> I think it's been a delight. Yeah. Um, now, we don't have our, our resident sage, Rob, here today, but we uh, can't go out without a, a PSA. And so 
as our guest. All right. I'm, I, yeah. I'm going to put Seth on the spot. Yeah, another one. Yeah. But I, I know this guy is quick on his feet. <laughs> so I'm going to pass along the mantle of, of Sage to Seth and ask Sage him for Seth. Seth's PSA. All right, my PSA, uh, you know what, this time, learn something. That's my PSA. We've been talking about reading a little bit. So go out, talk to a librarian if you need to, or a bookseller. They are uh, experts. They'll be able to guide you in the right place. Find something you don't know about and get a recommendation for an interesting book about it. And then read that book. Um, It might lead you to something that you have a, a lifelong interest in. It might just be something that you read about and you're like, huh, great, I've done that. Um, and now I don't need to do that again. But there's sort of this idea that we stop learning or we don't need to learn anymore once we're out of school except in our profession. And that's, I feel, very limiting. There is a wealth of interesting information out there uh, at your fingertips. So take advantage of that. That's my PSA. The views expressed (laughs) in Seth's PSA are not necessarily the views of the clink tank, but in this case, they kind of are. I mean, that was great. I mean, I definitely cringe less when (laughs) when you were doing yours. (laughs) But uh, no, I I agree. Um, When we learn stuff... you know, anything new in new information that's building new pathways in our brain right. and, and firing yeah. off synapses that mm-hmm. uh, have not gotten a chance to fire. And you want to do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, that's how you save off the Alzheimer's yeah. and, and, and things like that. And just making those and just making those new pathways in life uh, can be so satisfying that uh, you just get to share we have the capacity as humans to share knowledge gain knowledge and pass knowledge on and that's what makes us human that's amazing and the fact that we and i don't think we consciously always do it but we just get into a habit so easily we are creatures of habit that we like you say the stuff we learn is oh it's work related and so it puts this kind of cloud over learning right that it becomes drudgery and so, but when you take the time to learn something that you actually might enjoy, yeah. you get to lift up that, that sense of education, that sense of new frontiers. And then you have the opportunity to take it and share it. Yeah. Um, while I love Amazon, one of the things that we lose with not having actual books or going to bookstores is, like you say, being able to walk up to somebody not necessarily even the bookseller, but just somebody browsing and saying, what are you, what yeah. do you like? What, what have you, you know, found that I might enjoy? I mean, so yeah, I think this is a good addition. I was raised by educators. But no, yeah, that was great at PSA. Well, Thank you very much. the smell of bookstores. Oh, oh yeah. I love yeah. the smell of bookstores. Yeah. Mold. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, there's, and and that's also books over e-readers. It's just, there's a tactile Mm -hmm. pleasure to to turning a page rather than swiping. Exactly. 
And um, I will point this out, as this is something I take advantage of. Uh, you cannot take an ebook to a used bookstore and get credit for it. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say um, let's do a round of final thoughts. Okay. Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. All right, well, I don't really have a final thought, but I have a final incentive for Robert. Because Robert does not, he has said he does not listen. So if he listens to the podcast, no one can tell him, he listens to this podcast, he gets to this part at the end, and he tells me, I listened, he will get a crisp $100 bill. That is the incentive I will give him. But no one can tell him. Listeners, you can't tell him. You guys can't tell him. All right. Hey, where the I, fuck I is he going to fucking hundred bucks get me? Because it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. He will never listen to this whole episode. I can't read. I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses on. Uh, is there a timeline? Oh, a timeline? You no. can speak, Gary. Yeah. You're, there, you're, you're not a silent house elf. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. think there's a I honestly don't think there's a timeline because he will just never listen. Right. That's how confident I am. He will not he will not A listen and B get to this point of the podcast. But do we Okay. And there's part of me that believes that, you know, knowing my friend Robert, yes. that it's all kind of a little bullshit facade mm-hmm. that he doesn't listen. Okay. Um, that he wants to put up this persona of, oh, I don't care. Oh, this. Mm-hmm. That I am screwed $100. <laughs> yeah. But I will do that. Because but I, I, I this he is. He plays that part very well. Uh-huh. If that's the case, I, I, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. And, and friends of Robert, you can't tell him. Yes. Can't you tell cannot him. tell him. This is. This is the Easter egg. I am so intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, final thoughts? Oh, that's, uh, hmm. I think I wrapped up my final thoughts in my PSA. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, final thoughts. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed uh, being on this this episode of the Clink Tank. Uh, I, I, twice. Uh, twice. <laughs> I, really, I really enjoyed it a second time. Uh, I, um... I I like the the freedom we have to move from topic to topic. I think that's uh, I think that's good. I think it's entertaining. And I, I also one of the things that I am fully in favor of is more of the the two minute what you're watchings. Mm-hmm. But I also like that then we can open that up into a broader discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, thank you. I, I when I was thinking about putting this podcast together, I very much enjoy sort of the fly on the wall, eavesdrop kind of situation. And I wanted this to be just a conversation between friends and and again, it's not always just going to be my friends. I mean, we, we're going to open it up to, you know, different interviews and things like that. But yeah. even those, I want it just to be, you know, we're just shooting the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a place where you can talk about any and everything, except politics. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, feel totally comfortable and express views and share and get to know one another and learn. <laughs> That's a callback. Yeah. Um, my final thought is I have been lucky enough uh, to <laughs> learn from mistakes <laughs> and you know when, when there are mishaps that happen um, knowing that you have people that you can count on and, and who are going to have your back and uh, support you unconditionally is amazing and I am lucky enough to have that and even in times when I'm like, ugh, there's dealing with different personalities and, and dealing with 
life in general, there are moments where you're given a little glimpse at how much people actually care. And I want to thank you all for being those people. All right. You're very welcome. <laughs> Woo. Uh, so that's going to do it for us through this episode. Uh, once again, Seth, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on uh, Bad Medicine. You can. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter. Uh, the Sketch Nerds Podcast has a Facebook page and I believe a Twitter. Um, so you can find me around town at those shows. You can also find me around DC at Artless Bard shows. We do not have a Facebook or a Twitter, <laughs> but we are working on that. If you need to know our schedule, you can check the Unified Scene Theaters website. Awesome. And Matt, where can people find you? you can find me in do your you dreams. Ha- <laughs> Those are called nightmares. Uh, <laughs> is this what this is? <laughs> uh, just find me on Facebook and Matty Box. Uh, have you gotten a Twitter yet? No. If I become a if I become a host, <laughs> I will get a Twitter. Let me tell you, blackmail is not the way to get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some there's some demerits happening right now. <laughs> Once again, uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page. Listen, rate, review, share, and that's it. So bye. Drink responsibly. Bye.